Three, two, one. Am I clapping? <laughs> That's gonna be so frustrating. Welcome to Holy Ramblings, a podcast about the important and often humorous reality of living a Jesus-focused supernatural life. Welcome to Holy Ramblings. Hey, welcome back. I'm John T. And I'm Thomas. This is episode number two. Woohoo! Woo! We made it through a week. <laughs> yes. Um, it's funny how we run into so many hiccups in recording and doing all those things. It's, it's very fascinating, this whole process. We're learning. So thank you for bearing with us as we learn. Absolutely. How are you doing? Um, Let's start the week with that. I've been doing okay. My whole family's under the weather, including myself. Uh, I just got this little like chest cold thing. Uh, and it's always interesting when the kids get sick, right? They, they just tend to... Yeah, it all changes everything. Yeah. But, I mean, we're, we're standing, we're doing well, but uh, I, I also know that, uh, how are you feeling? You, you, you seem like... Uh, I feel less than good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got laryngitis. Um, believe it or not, this is the first time I've said that word correctly. Since, I believe it. Since the doctor's telling me, I've been like, laryngitis, laryngitis. gum disease, lar- laryngitis. I have got the black plague. Um, and... Um, yeah, so I've got laryngitis. I bind that in Jesus' name. Um, I play yeah. business. Black <laughs> luck. Um, but so been feeling pretty rough. Uh, but you know, like you standing. Uh, it was funner leading. So I led worship on Sunday, both morning and evening. Singing through it is knackering. Um, I will say you sounded amazingly sexy though. You had that like raspy grunge folk sound. I it felt like great. I had the like raspiness of Mark Mumford and the like. The range of Marcus Mumford. <laughs> but you, I think you nailed it, man. Thank it you. It was man. good. You, you held together well. But finding out you have laryngitis does affect your, you, you lead worship here. You're a, you're a my worship job. pastor. Um, and not being able to sing, that's that's a big thing. It's always funny when the doctor's like, so yeah, don't sing for two, three weeks. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, you don't dock for two, three weeks. I mean, it, like. I think everyone would be blessed if I didn't talk for two or three weeks. Um, yeah, Suddenly a surprising amount of people are now praying for the word laryngitis over Let me lick your cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. But um, um, no, I'll be excited for this. I'm excited to kind of get yeah, back really and chat and, um, and explore and have our time and have our time. Yeah, we're really excited to spend it with you. And that's one of the things that definitely got us up today when we weren't, weren't feeling well. Absolutely. Um, so it's been good. But uh, yeah, we've got a fun episode today. So today um, we are talking about... Uh, we're talking about work-life balance and trying to figure out that that place where you pour everything you have into something but also leave room to you know live afterwards and how do we find it as pastors how would we recommend it for other people and where have been our massive and epic failures sorry just just as a side note um every time thomas is pastors I hear his pasta, mm. and I'm like, mm, it's because I'm, it's I'm Italian American. <laughs> Tagliatelli, <laughs> grated um, Parmesan on our pastas. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun just to have a chat about work and life. How does that? I mean, that I feel like we have no right to really uh, tell anyone how it works. So this is why this is a discussion because. I feel like I have no idea and I'm still learning and I get it wrong all the time. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about the fact that we were talking about work-life balance and it, it is like someone with a gambling addiction teaching you how to spend your money. 
<laughs> like, put it on her man. Put it on her man. Yeah, say. Like, what's a wise financial investment? Uh, black? Yeah, just put it all on black. There we are. <laughs> like, like, no numbers black. Um, but we've learned a lot, right? We've been growing. We've been developing this. We've um, learned a lot from our mistakes. Which is always a good way to learn. Uh, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you're making them wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's um, what, now you put it that way, I'm like, oh yeah, that's... Um, that's just called just being normal. Um, well, but I, I make a surprisingly large amount of mistakes that I don't learn from. So, I mean... Yeah, I'm sitting here with laryngitis. <laughs> yeah. talking. Let's, let's do our second podcast while you have laryngitis. Hallelujah. <laughs> so. Um, so, I mean, how, how do you do it? Do you, have you got any wisdom? Have you, have you got well, any wisdom? <laughs> have I got any? I'll scrape somewhere and see okay, if I can come up with wisdom. Um... Well, I was just thinking, um, I forget, I, I wanted to tell a story, right? Because someone that so many times we learn from our history, Absolutely. we learn from our mistakes. Um, and, and it's so amusing when something kind of stacks up all the wrong way. And you're like, oh, that, that became very evident that that, that was not it. a good thing. Um, for me, one of my, one of the cataclysmic moments, right? So this is less of a funny story, <laughs> but, uh, um, but it was like this moment where I suddenly realized that like, not necessarily that something was wrong, but it was worth addressing work-life balance. Cause I mean, right. You're young. If you're young, when you're young, maybe that's a better way of saying that. <laughs> um, and you look at your life and you're like, I have plenty of time to work copious amount of hours, then go out with my friends and then do tons of things. And then you get married and you realize that you're going to have to actually invest in, in that relationship. Yeah, I sure. do laugh when people are like, I got married, so I'll have more free time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, It's less free time. They're like, oh, it's, it's going to be so much easier when we live together. To spend time. And I'm like... Bless you. Well, so, I mean, I think, though, that's a reaction, though, isn't it? Because so much culture these days is like, oh, you're getting married, so you're settling down. I had people say that to me. So I was married at 22, and they're like, cool, so you're settling down. And I was like, no. I, me, settling up. I'm settling <laughs> up. Um, me getting married, actually, I'm just starting an adventure with someone, as opposed to I'm stopping the adventure of life. Yeah. But I think then that means people are straight away like, Oh no, now I have more time and I need to do more things as opposed to just allowing life so to... So you think people people's work-life balance gets completely set askew right before they get married? Yeah, I think out, of, out of fear that therefore they now are settling down. They <laughs> so have they, to have a dog. So marriage is death. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. like a bucket list. Before I go, I'd like to finish all these things. Actually, you know, people probably do that. I, I, we were both married re- really young. Not to each other again. <laughs> but... Like, um, I, but but yeah, I never had to experience the concept of finishing my life before I got married because my life was just starting when I got married. Uh, and that's been a great way to do it. But back to my story, right? Hold on. <laughs> well, story away. Um, so it was a couple years back and I have three kids and they're all awesome. And uh, we here at the church, it's quite busy church. Uh, it's not like we don't do anything. So we were having a internal conference uh, that we called our advance week, uh, which is a name. Uh, you probably have been to something like that. Yeah, you know, churches don't want to retreat. So we want we want the kingdom to advance. And that was basically it. We wanted to get people together. We had great speakers come in. I didn't want to miss a moment, right? So I was there probably more than I needed to be. Because uh, this was, this basically things were happening throughout the whole day and then in the evening. Yeah. And I would spend the whole time here because, uh, you know, FOMO. Um, 
And so I was here listening to all the amazing speakers and I would run home. I live pretty close to the church. I'd run home just long enough to say hi to my kids, check out how their day was going, mm-hmm. make sure I, I talked to them a little bit before they go to bed after school. But for that certain amount of time, it was very small interactions. Um, this was compounded by the fact that it was my birthday. <laughs> my kids kind of wanted to see me on my birthday. So I tried to like squeak out time, but I was constantly pulled, right? I was constantly pulled from one place to another, feeling like I was being pulled to my home to try to spend a little bit of my birthday with yeah. my family. And feeling like I was being pulled to the church because I wanted to experience this kind of culture, be there to release this culture and be involved in what the speakers were doing. Uh, and at the same time, my wife and I were planning on going away on holiday. And so there's a lot of like so moving, moving things. Um, and then what, what happened was, it was and this is genuinely really horrible, and I pray that it never happens, but my, my daughter, who was quite young at the time, uh, accidentally tipped uh, something on the table that spilt coffee on her. So it was like freshly poured hot coffee. And we responded really quickly. And praise God, it wasn't that bad. But um, with all these things stacked up, I suddenly sat back and went, oh, this is a little off. Like, this is maddening. Like, right, mm. there's, there's enough things here that I could end up paying attention to none of them because too many things are going on. Yeah. And for me, that was really a very clear moment that I'm like, I actually need to, to focus independently on one thing at a time. And we're really bad in our culture about being here now, right? Like paying attention to what's in front of us. And so I think that's why the work-life balance question is really important uh, because a lot of people will spend right now thinking about what they will be doing. Like, Sorry, what were you saying? I was focusing on something else. That was about it. Thanks. We even commented in, in church recently how many people during the service are thinking about like their shopping list. Like one of our, our speakers, uh, preachers, were mentioned that and it was like oh because suddenly you saw people's face just go that's cool me (laughs) how did you know how did you know um it's true like we're always focused on something else i mean uh we were again talking in church recently about you know you go to a meal out with people and how many people take their phones and put it on the table yeah and you're like you're with friends who are you waiting to call you unless you're awake like i understand if you wait if your wife needs to call you need to have it out just in cases Wait, of babysitting. you go out without your wife? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a joke. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. It's a good joke. I don't even have my phone on me right now. I mean, they're right there. <laughs> yeah. I was about to be like, I... Oh, they're... Yeah, yeah. We were there they are. We were recording on them. Um, you're my phone. You're my phone. Um... Phone you. Um, I think <laughs> um, it's interesting. So I mean, like for me, like one of the, it's finding things that. So I think I've done it badly. I've tried to find things that stopped me from kind of being in other places. And for me, I've done that by being like at Christmas time, I get Lego. <laughs> I know I feel really young, but I know for like an hour or two, I can sit with some Lego blank everything else out and I'm just making Lego. So you find like having a practice to make you mindful of, of something present is really useful. Right. But where I falter in that is I wait for Christmas <laughs> once a year for two hours. I'm only mindful at Christmas time. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's done. I will not do this again. Okay. Um, and so actually working out, how do, you, how do you make that a lifestyle? Like how do you make focusing in on the moment a lifestyle? I remember I had to do this when I used to gig uh, as a band called Plenty Wild back in the day and I remember performing at the Troubadour 
And I'd listened to an interview that Jimi Hendrix had done and uh, had given. Um, and he talked about how he was like, oh, it's all about being in the present, man. And like, it was all about, I, I am where I am right now and that's what I'm doing right now. And so I was playing at the Troubadour, um, singing and playing. And I started genuinely thinking about what I was going to do later that evening. I was just like, oh, yeah, I could go get a pizza as like a celebration for doing this big gig, which is like my favorite one. And I was like, what am I doing? So you'd like, already left the gig. I, I left the done. gig. I was two songs in and whilst singing. Um, and so I was, I was working this away. And I suddenly realized, I was like, I'm literally standing in the same place where Jimi Hendrix used to play um, as a regular. And... I'm thinking of something completely different. And I and from that point on, I had to switch mine to be like, I am playing right now. I started remembering stuff better. I started singing better. I, one of the things with singing is being able to sing the emotion that is tied in with the, the lyrics. If your brain is somewhere else, you just start singing. You're just singing the lyrics. If you're singing a really sad song, but thinking about like a, a puppy playing on a beach. <laughs> yeah. you, you. Uh, <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's a happy song. Yeah, right? I mean, that's correct. Wow, that's not a good so you know yeah i mean but but, so i guess like my thing is my my question is you uh, do i for me keep living in the present enough and going you know am i just beyond music am i living from right now well because i i imagine that and i find this i both both end i'm not you but i find for me (laughs) this is true um that when i don't live now i i can't enjoy what i'm going through Right, like whether it's the work stuff I actually really enjoy, I love being a pastor, or it's the family stuff that I, I'm doing. If I'm thinking about like that course I need to run while I'm hanging out with my kids, then I'm not going to be enjoying hanging mm. out with my kids. Um, and if I'm thinking about you know that thing I need to do at home while I'm trying to teach, then I'm not going to really be pouring everything I have into. And it's living like half lives constantly, yeah. and that that takes it out of people. That drains you so quickly. Um, <laughs> I have a good friend who we, we quote in our group uh, of saying that we'll be together and he'll turn to us and go, we really all need to hang out. <laughs> this one, I'm like, we are literally all together right now. Have I done that? Uh, I've definitely done that. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, but we're prone to it. Our culture is quite literally prone to it. Like, I can't, I'm not faulting him independently. It's funny because it's a good example. But it, it's so pervasive. But I find for, from that moment that, that of the advance week, um, I realized that I need to be present where I'm present. Um, and, and for me, that's when I can do that, that removes a lot of the exhaustion. That mm. removes a lot of the, the, the angst about being like, I need to be somewhere else. Yeah. Instead of that, I'm just, I need to be here. So for me, that, that really helps in my work-life balance. Because when I'm home, I'm home. And I say this being, that is my aim because my wife is probably watching. I love you. Hello. Um, <laughs> when I'm home, I aim to be home, right? Yeah. I aim because like we're we're humans. We're broken. We're working on this. But we, when I when I'm home, I aim to be present. I aim to yeah. be at home. And when I'm at work, I aim to be at work. And, and but I think this is a really strong kingdom principle. Like I think when we we look, um, Jesus really talks about like you know it's a very popular verse, but who by worrying can add an hour into their life. Uh, in reality, I find that on a daily process. <laughs> like if I start no worrying one. about the time I need to spend preparing for a talk, does it add the hour that I needed to prepare? Yeah. Like no. Uh, in fact, normally all that worrying is going to literally remove hours from our lives. So it's a supernatural practice to be present 
where we're at, to allow our spirits to settle on what God's placed in front of us. I think it's really, really important. Who by worrying can add an hour to their life? Hashtag Instaquote. That is like... Well, that I, is I'd love to take credit for it. I think it was someone yeah. else. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> by Nod Thomas. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a funny one because I've also had that moment where I've gone... I've literally sat... I've been sitting, having dinner with some people and I've been like, we should have dinner. <laughs> and they literally looked at me like, what? And my wife was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I realised what I said. But So I, I get it though because... Equally, there is, there is a reality where, and I said this in the first podcast, we always catch up. We very rarely live life with people. Hmm. And so I think the question that I also hit with that, instead of just going, okay, well, they're not living in the present, is what, what are they missing from this? Like, what, what's not happening in this conversation that, that they're hoping for? And is that a living life thing? Or is that like a catching up thing? Because um, if they're like desperately hoping to live life with if for me if i'm desperately hoping to live life with these with these people and and journey with them actually just catching up doesn't quite do it i'm mm. like awesome that sounds awesome can i can i give you some advice oh it happened four weeks ago never mind um you know and yeah i, I for me I, that's always a that's always a tough one because i'm like how do you do it like equally in london i feel like you have to book in time with someone during the time you're with them otherwise you don't get time yeah. and uh, that's true some of some of every time we spend together must be planning for the next time we spend together absolutely <laughs> which is deeply frustrating i remember and it happens everywhere i remember in cape town um i remember having a meeting to discuss when we'd have a meeting to discuss an issue so it was like when we're we going to have that meeting let's sit down for 20 minutes and discuss when in our diaries we can have that meeting about the meeting coming up and it was just one of those ones where you're like yeah. why don't we just not <laughs> like, and i mean i'd love to see the culture change right we'd love culture, to see that. but yeah. i can imagine if our relationships outside of work like if our life relationships are, are being unfulfilled that way then that's going to start skewing our work life balance absolutely right? if we feel that we're unfulfilled by the life portion of our work life um, balance then then it's going to start drawing and we're going to be spending our work time wishing we had more satisfying lifetimes so this isn't just a simple like like how do i fix work life balance by doing like in reality some of the work life balance stuff that we found is, is, is i mean it's straightforward but live a more satisfying life yeah um because that that'll help if you're if you're going home and all you do is sit down and watch telly Right. Mm, if you sit, sure. if you sit at home, and your interactions with your your spouse are basically like, "Hey, how you doing?" and and you maybe gripe about the day, but you don't actually go deep. You don't share time. You don't you don't express heart emotions. Then that's gonna leave you unfulfilled, and that's gonna Absolutely. be really challenging to go like, "Yay, I get to do this all again tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> Playing catch up's no fun, but I think. Playing catch is wonderful. <laughs> we're both, we're I both, love catch. We're both baseball fans. Playing catch is wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, we are both baseball fans. Yes, and I'm a happy baseball fan. At the I'm, so Thomas is a Red Sox fan. I'm a Yankees fan. So I have an anointing. I have a bank account. Um, and a good one. Um, not me personally. Um, but I, what I think is interesting is when you've got a culture of people who catch up and don't live life with it. Yeah. How often do we therefore bring that into our relationship with God 
and Jesus. How often do I play catch up with God when I talk to him, I'm saying about what's happened or, or what, I, no, I think, only ever going for like, this is what I need from you. And this is, this is what happened. And I think this is really key because, uh, in a work-life balance, prayer life is an immensely important thing. Yeah. So, um, I think what you're on is, is gold. And I think it's, it's interesting as pastors where our job is ultimately to, work in the kingdom and uh our, our goal as pastors is to do everything everyone wants at all times right hallelujah that's <laughs> why we do it um it, it's a really tricky balance to go okay well like i'm reading my bible at work is that work i'm reading at home is that home is that work is that what what, 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 what? yeah it's, it's praying on the clock what yeah exactly and i mean i think to to that, to that question is, 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 should it be done at work or should it be done at home? Is the answer is yes. Um, it, yes to all of it. There's, there is. Yeah. I mean, if you're a banker, that becomes a little bit easier cut and dry. Like you know, I'm a banker. So is reading my Bible work? You're like, mm, no, like, but like, can you do it at work? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little sneaky, sneaky Bible Bible. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Look, let me look at these papers. <laughs> As I <laughs> we have our Bible pages and leave them in files and folders yeah, and just open it up and be like, oh, yeah. it's like yeah. what I used to do with comic read books. Ezekiel, now you're fired. I used to do with comic <laughs> books in school. Slide yeah. the like, where I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but I mean, I, I think that's always for me. It's one of those things of going, okay, God, show me where I'm doing it wrong, and not as a, not of a place of being like, okay, God. Right from army, make because I'm evil, but be like, Lord, just show me where I'm doing it wrong. Challenge me because I know you want me to grow. Um, yeah. And that's something we've been learning. That's something we've been challenging at church quite a lot. But how, you know, God, God challenges to grow us. And um, that's always really important. Well, it's true. And, and course correcting is just part of the kingdom, right? It's not, it's not punishment when it's from God, but, but, um, kind of discipline in a way of going, hey, look, that's not a good way that's leading to life. So let's course correct and bring you back to the, the way that does bring life. Um, that That's something we should all be like, yes, please yeah. don't let me go off the cliff. Bring me back to an area that, that brings life. And especially when it comes to people, I mean, our generation, right? Our generation, not just being the, the weird millennial gap that we stand in, but like our generation being everyone alive on the planet, it seems, uh, especially in the West, Every human. is struggling with trying to figure out this balance between how the world is demanding our time in work and our families still desperately need us. Hmm. And we still desperately need family. Now, whether you're married or have kids or, or family is, is your group of friends or your parents, nonetheless, the, the people you go to to live your life is deeply important, but there that system is still at odds. Uh, so that system being, the world is drawing us into it and wants us to be involved in making money and doing all the things that you know, money is not bad. No, absolutely not. Making money isn't bad, but like when we lose ourselves to that process, that's danger. And so having God bring us back, <laughs> Laren got me. Having God bring <laughs> us back is is really a blessing. Because it's so easy, right? It's so easy to get lost down the rabbit hole of just being completely focused and fixated yeah. on, on, on either making money or doing a job or getting a promotion. And so for us, we do get to sit in a little bit of privileged position as pastors. Uh, but 
that doesn't mean the temptation's not there for us. No. Right? In fact, in some ways, um, I imagine the charity workers and people who work for like, you know, NGOs and stuff like that, it, it, well, as people who work for the church, find this compulsion, since we're doing a good thing, mm. that we could lose our lives into it. But that, I, I don't want to be a pastor at the sake of my family. No. No, I, it's funny because I think our, our greatest calling is to is to our families and then to to disciple them to to grow them and, and then it's to to other people and I mean first and foremost it's God families and other people but I, yeah, I like think, your personal relationship to God not your professional relationship to God yes my personal relationship yeah. to God and I think it's but equally it's just it's tough and it's 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 a hard one and I mean I find it I think for me I find it very hard when I've got deadlines. Last night, for example, trying to um, finish off the edits for for Hurley Ramblings episode one, and you know, bless her. To me, I was like, <laughs> "You're like, come on!" I'm like, "I'm trying it." I was like, "I don't care." Hey, Your family will be there tomorrow. No, <laughs> 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 if I keep working on this, it might not. Um, and you know, Em's was like, "Just, just put it down." And I was like, "I literally can't because I, I have to get this done. Otherwise, it's not happening." And I think we can all relate to that. There are times where there are deadlines where, of course, it's not life or death, but it is doing your job and or not doing your job. But trying to make that not the norm and trying to work that out. But it's the savior mentality that it comes with charity work or working at a church that kind of can can, can in, interpose and be like, you must do this, otherwise that person's going to die. And it's actually like okay, well, am I trusting Jesus in this? And am I going to just loosen the reins yeah. and I don't need to be the savior? And I think that's a real big point, whether you work at a church, whether you work in, in business. I mean, do your best, right? Like work hard, oh, yeah. pour out what you've got. The old saying in, in America is like, leave nothing on the field. So you just pour everything out. Um, and so that's really true. But on the same note, whether you work at an organization or a church or in the business world um you have to trust either that your coworkers are doing their job or that god has it as well um i have to trust that my coworkers are doing their job Ooh. <laughs> yeah well um hey how's that no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> yeah I maybe i should point. say you have to learn how to trust <laughs> yeah but but I mean, this is, and clearly this is the beginning of a conversation about work-life balance. I think we're going to have another conversation. Uh, I'm just, just looking at the time. Like we will have another conversation about work-life balance and other key components in it. But for our, our first kind of introduction into it, just understanding the be here now mentality and understanding who you're with and, mm. and making sure that you're drawing life out to the fullest of where you're at at the moment. Um, and, and then covering that, not just with, natural life but with supernatural life and your prayer life and how you relate to god how you relate to others and how you relate to your work um that's gonna that's gonna be a huge first step like that's gonna be a brilliant place step. to start because everything else almost needs to build off that like yeah. you can't go much forward if you refuse to acknowledge those points you can't go much forward is that what i said <laughs> you can't go much forward you, had kind you of can't go much forward huh <sighs> um no, I, I thoroughly agree with Thomas on that point. Most the, points. On most points. This, this is work-life balance 101. 
and I'm looking forward to digging into this in the future and making so many more mistakes and getting things and getting real wins as well and being able to share that and live that with you guys and with you. Um, yeah. Well, because one of the things we really actually, prior to this conversation, we even were talking about in regards to work-life balance is, uh, A, we get it wrong a lot. Yes. Uh, but B, it's a huge topic. Yes. And it covers things like how have we, how have we prepared where we're at right so i've been a pastor for a little over a decade and you've been doing it for I've like two years pastor for two years um and but like how do we prepare now to make sure we don't face burnout and that would be that's going to be an excellent conversation that we get to have with you guys um coming up because we have stumbled on it we've tripped over I it burnout we, yeah far too many times um and that's the it's thing rubbish. is going as we don't we don't want anyone to face burnout in any of their, their places of work. We do know that in ministry, it's really easy. Uh, so we want to understand the supernatural way of looking at how God prepares for longevity. Yeah. And so that's, that, that'll be fun. That's going to be fun. Yeah. How do we run the marathon, not the sprint? Yes. And that's uh, going to be a podcast title. I hope I don't have to actually run a marathon now. A marathon. A marathon? A marathon. A marathon. A marathon. <laughs> I feel like it's like an American company. A marathon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're sporting good words. Yeah, exactly. No, nope, sporting goods. <laughs> anyway, look, I think that's us for time. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for bearing with us while we have uh, colds and, and variable voice things. Yes, we drank yes. a lot of coffee during this particular episode, but we hope to not be over-caffeinated for the rest of our lives. That's not true. I'm going to drink as much coffee as I can next time as well. All of the coffee. All the coffee. Everywhere. All the time. Ladies and gentlemen, bless you all. Thank you so much for being with us. Jonty, will you bless us? Absolutely. Lord, thank you so much that we get to push into your spirit, Father. We get to seek you, Father, in community as, as brothers, Father. We get to chat. Lord, we bless us, Father, with health. Lord, we bless all those at home, Father, as they explore these deep questions of how you do life and you work and do all the things that you've called us to do, Father. And we bless, uh, yeah, we bless all of us in Jesus' name and give you the glory. Amen. Amen. Take care. Have a good week. Later, guys.